Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, September 20th. Wednesday, hump day. We have made it. We're almost through half of the week. We can do it. Next week is actually a short week, you guys. I don't know if I'm going to do a show on Monday. It's Yom Kippur. As you guys know, I'm Jewish. Yom Kippur is a very, very high holiday in the Jewish religion. And it is a holiday that you should be abstaining from work and doing things like that. So I'm going to be on the fence. Maybe I'll do a Sunday show or something, but probably will not be doing a Monday show. Either way, who cares about Monday now? We're here. It's Wednesday. You've got me now. So yesterday I did a 45-minute long episode. It was long for me. The comments that I got over on YouTube and then, of course, in DMs and on my Facebook group were like, damn, Gina, this was amazing. You guys like a longer episode. That's what she said. You like it longer. That's what she or he said. Let's be honest, right? Welcome to the show. If you are new here, which so many of you guys are new here, I'm so close to hitting 12,000 subscribers on YouTube. My name is Donna Bowling. A lot of you guys are curious, by the way, because on if you look at the name of the show, it says Daily Dose of Donna. But you're like, no, it says Daily Dose of Dana. Well, it's actually spelled Dana and pronounced Donna. Again, born to Israeli parents. I was born here in Los Angeles at the famed Cedars-Sinai Hotel. (laughs) I was born at the hotel. I was born at Cedars-Sinai Hospital, but my parents are Israeli. And so when I was born, they said, oh, let's name her Dana. Dana. So in Israel, if you go to Israel and you meet a Dana, most likely she's D-A-N-A. So it's going to be a thing for the rest of my life, but now hopefully with this show, you guys will start to learn that I am Daily Dose of Donna and not Dana. And if you call me Dana, I'll still listen. I don't care. You can call me anything. Just don't call me a B-I-T-C-H, right? You can call me anything but that. Welcome to the show. Uh, my Facebook group is popping off. I have to shout it out. And then today I am also going to be releasing my Wednesday Patreon episode, which goes deeper into a lot of things that I can't really talk about here on the show. It gives you a lot of more inside scoop from my side, a little behind the scenes stuff, things that like, you know, maybe reality TV or people that are on these shows are telling me or DMs that are telling me. So I can't wait to get into that. What I am going to do is I'm going to touch on a couple topics today that I'm going to go deeper, deeper in on the Patreon episode. If you do not want to join the Patreon, no problem. I love you anyway. The most important thing is that you're here, you're listening, you're watching. And then if you're listening to the um, audio version, just give it a five-star 
review. I am at a 4.5. I would like to get this, this number up. Okay. How many sexual references can I make in 10 seconds? I would like to get it up. (laughs) I am so embarrassed. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it going. So here's the thing. There's a lot of big stories that we're going to talk about, but there's also some small stories. I'm not going to pretend that I am, you know, 25 years old. I'm 42. I've said this many, many times on the show. I'm 42. And so while I am a Swifty and I love Taylor Swift, there's a lot of stories that are Taylor Swift adjacent in the news today that I am not that interested in. I'm just going to be honest. I love the concerts. I love the music love her documentaries, love her as an artist. I don't really care who she's dating. Are you guys the same as me or am I alone in this? Don't really care. I don't care who she's best friends with, but it's interesting. It's top news. And so I'm going to cover a couple Taylor Swift things. Last night, Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner were out together um, on a night of martinis and caviar bumps. So many people out there hear something bump and they're like, oh, they're just doing drugs. No, caviar bumps, which basically means that you put a scoop of caviar on your hand and you lick it off. Has anyone had a caviar bump? I'm not rich enough for a caviar bump, but I would love to have one. So if anyone out there wants to invite me over for a caviar bump party, I'll go. I will definitely go to a caviar bump party. So Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner went out last night. They went to Temple Bar together for martinis and caviar. But according to page six, they only stayed for a little while with security. All of that matters is the one picture that we saw when they were, you know, walking together, holding hands, kind of arm in arm. And all it is, is basically showing that Taylor Swift has has Sophie Turner's back after this public breakup that she's having or going through with her still husband, but ex, Joe Jonas. So that's really what it's showing. By the way, caviar bumps are supposedly $20 a pop at Temple Bar. I'm going to talk to you really fast about a, a caviar bump or just about expensive things like this. So I am personally a huge sushi fan. If you guys love sushi, maybe you'll understand this. And one thing that I will always spend the money on is uni. Do you guys know what uni is? Uni is sea urchin. Sea urchin is like that, it's kind of like got a mustard yellow um, color and it's very like melt in your mouth if it's good. It comes out of the, you know, the sea urchin with the spikes and you open it up, uni, whatever, and then they they take it out, they put it on. You can either have it as sashimi, but I like it on a piece of rice with a little seaweed around it. I love a salmon roe, which is ikura. I love a quail egg on top of that. I love an oyster shooter. I love an oyster. I will spend a little money on one of those like perfect bites. When I was younger, all I wanted was to start a restaurant called Perfect Bite. I was like, that's all I want. I just want a restaurant that's called Perfect Bites. You don't get a full burger. You get pieces of a burger with the perfect exact amount of condiment and pickle and cheese on it. And it's just like, boom, that's your bite. Sounds like a good idea, right? Oh my gosh, Carla watching on TikTok says she's had lots of caviar bumps and she hosts caviar parties. And she said, I'm one of her favorite human beings and I can go. So Carla, send me a DM. Please, please, please invite me because we saw this on Real Housewives of New York this season when Erin had everyone over to her house in the Hamptons and she invited people. They entered into a caviar 
you know, setup. This woman had all the caviar with all the fixins, right? The creme fraiche and the Pringles and the chips and the this. And they were all complaining because these girls love to complain. And I'm going to tell you that I would have been so ha- I would have jumped for joy. I would have said, give me a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Or if you're doing martinis, let's do martinis. Let's eat the caviar. And let's not even go out to dinner. Who needs dinner? I just want a happy hour. I just want bites. I don't need a big meal. Okay. Anyway, that's what I'm imagining <laughs> Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner talked about last night. When they were licking caviar bumps off the back of their hands, they were probably like, who needs dinner when we have this? All right. Next thing. Taking that Taylor Swift journey, Taylor Swift is apparently allegedly dating Travis Kelsey. Okay. So for those that don't know, Travis Kelsey is a, uh, a you know, um, no, which uh, Kansas City Chiefs, not a football girl, married to a football guy, but I'm not a football girly, but I'll watch it. Don't freak out on me, y'all. Don't freak out on me. Ray is so funny. She goes, meanwhile, ground beef for me for dinner. Yeah, for me, guys, dinner, uh, Trader Joe's spatchcock chicken. So don't think I'm going out there for uni shots tonight. Um, so Kansas City Chiefs that actually, I do know this, they won the Super Bowl last year, correct? Kansas City Chiefs tight end. I mean, if you're going to date a football player, at least make it a tight end. It's either got to be the quarterback or the tight end. I don't know about you guys, but those are the two people that I would want to date. I would, oh, I wish, I wish I could walk around and say, mm, my boyfriend's a tight end, right? Like, isn't that like, that seems ideal. Okay. So apparently that Taylor Swift and um, Travis Kelsey are dating. We have heard for a while that when Travis went to her show, he went to, um, he went to the show for Taylor Swift and apparently he uh, made a friendship bracelet, which is like a big Taylor Swift thing with his number on it and tried to get it to Taylor Swift. And she was not doing meet and greets or anything. I don't think she does meet and greets after the show. And so she did not end up meeting with him. And I I heard this is just from some article or or podcast I listened to that he was kind of like bummed about it. But clearly they started kind of hanging out and apparently his brother, Jason Kelsey, yes, Jason Kelsey was on the Philadelphia Eagles and he was a center. Center, I mean, center is fine. I'd still prefer a tight end. And he actually played the Kansas City Chief, the Kansas City Chiefs in last year's Super Bowl, which is why it was so special. Remember when their mom came and ran onto the onto the field and they hugged? Like, I don't care so much about the sports, but once I learn the behind the scenes and once I get emotionally connected, forget it. I'm a big fan. So the Philadelphia Eagles center, that's Jason, the brother, basically says, I try to stay out of it. But having said that, man, I think they're doing great. I think it's all 100% true, he said on the WIP morning show on Wednesday. And I hope this thing goes the mile. And then he said, no, I'm joking. I don't even know what's happening. So I want to know from you guys, do you think they're dating? Do you think they're hooking up? Um, Oh my God. Molly says tight end over center. Yes, yes, yes. We are all on the same page, dosers. We all have a tight end. Let's keep it moving. So I had to give you guys a little bit of the Taylor. I would be not doing my due diligence as a pop culture lover, but like I said, 42 years old, much more interested in the Shannon Bedore story, which we'll talk about a little bit, and Juju Phillips and Danny Masterson, definitely talk about too. The, all these things in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I'm going to talk about all these things in more detail 
those two stories, the Shannon Bedore and the um, Katie Masterson, I'll talk about more in detail later on my show, on my Patreon. Real Housewives of OC is going to be on tonight. I am dying to watch it. I'm sure everyone is dying to watch it now knowing the news. It's literally, it reminds me a little bit like Scandival. We're watching back and seeing stuff that kind of took place, um, you know, in the months leading up to this horrible, horrible accident that that occurred on Saturday night with Shannon Bedore, you know, with her hit and run and DOI. By the way, I don't know if you guys are like this. I don't know if it's because I am so invested and um, involved in this like pop culture world right now. And it's, you know, it's my, it's my work. It's my job. It's like what I do. I am so invested that I woke up in the middle of the night last night thinking about Shannon's crash. And just like, it, you know how sometimes at two, three in the morning, everything feels so much bigger. And I was thinking about it in the middle of the night. And I was like, I can't even imagine I can't even imagine like how bad that is right now. Like in the two, three in the morning, it felt so, so horrible. And it still does. And I think this is like a little bit of a confusing thing. I got a lot of comments on yesterday's post saying, thank you so much for actually talking about the severity of the drunk, the drunk driving. I will never downplay the severity of what Shannon did. And I said it really clearly. I hope to one day meet Shannon in life, you know, doing what I do. If I go to an event and she's there, I hope she doesn't ever see me as a person that was like piling on her. But this is a serious, serious thing. And this is such a wake-up call for me. This whole experience, and I've heard about drunk drivers and I've seen drunk drivers and, you know, people in my life I know have been, have gotten DUIs, but for whatever reason, this one, 100% like took me for a loop. This one took it to a new level. I think it's the video footage. I think it's the fact that we know Shannon so well after so many years. I think it's the fact that, like, I don't know, that crash. I, just, I think that sometimes, like, I drive a Volvo and it stops on its own when I'm about to get close to a car. I don't know if any of you guys have one of those, like, auto stoppers. And it's so intense and so fast that sometimes I'm like, Jesus, like, the car almost gets me in and it feels like I'm getting in an accident. And so what happens is, like, I just was thinking about this in the middle of the night, like the intensity that she must have felt and that her freaking poor dog, Archie, must have felt going smack into a wall. Like, she was going fast, y'all. I don't, that's not a sped-up video if you guys watched it. So a couple comments that are coming up that I want to cover. Heather McDonald, who has a very popular podcast, Juicy Scoop, talked about Shannon Bedore on her podcast yesterday. It was her opening story. It was the name of the podcast episode. And a few hours later, I received a DM from someone saying, what's going on? Shannon is scrubbed from her Instagram. I guess she had a clip of her talking about it on her Instagram. Shannon is scrubbed on her Instagram. Shannon is no longer part of the name of the episode in Shannon's segment, the segment where she talks about Shannon is also no longer on the episode. I asked a couple people that are involved or not involved, but in that world, just asking like, what do you guys think? And it was a conversation that was brought up on my Facebook group. Um, no one has the exact answer. I hope she 
you know, addresses it tomorrow on her show because I think her next show is on Thursday. My guess is either. Either, because you guys are wondering, you're asking me in the DM saying, be careful, Shannon may be sending the cease and desist. What I'm doing as a podcaster with Daily Dose of Donna is absolutely okay. I am covering what is in the news. I'm sharing my opinion on things that I am reading about. I'm not sharing any fact. That's not true. I'm definitely like, of course, thousands and thousands of people, TikTok creators, Instagram creators, podcasts, you know, YouTubers that are talking about this. So I'm not worried for a second about that. There's absolutely nothing that I can do um, unless I completely lie, right? Like, in cl- or unless I say something that is out of, out of pocket, right? Um, I imagine that what happened there, and like, like I said, we won't know unless she tells us, but I imagine what happened there was she had a conversation on the podcast where she was talking about attorneys and Shannon's attorney and exactly who it is. I don't know if she named his name. She said something about his website and how he can call in favors from the DA and whatever and whatever and whatever. And um, I believe that may have gone too far. A lot of you guys are like, but maybe they're friends. Maybe Shannon basically just called Heather and was like, we're friends. Why would you do this? I don't know if they're friends. There was a very big lawsuit that happened a few years ago between Tamara Judge and um, was Shannon part of the lawsuit and Jim Bellino and Jim Bellino. So there is, um, there's some weird bad blood. Back to Taylor Swift. We're always, all roads lead to Taylor Swift today. So I don't know exactly what's happening there, but I'm not worried about getting a cease and desist from talking about it. Just putting it out there. Um, okay. According to Daily Mail and TMZ, Shannon on Saturday night was at a restaurant called A's. I think it's called, yeah, it's called A Restaurant, but like A, the letter A, and they call it A's. A Restaurant um, on Saturday night, we know this for sure because multiple people saw her there, including a fan who took a picture with her and it was uh, on TMZ. Okay. So she was allegedly, according to TMZ, pretty boozed up. She was at a bar. A witness tells TMZ that she was with her pal and business partner, Steve Muller, at a restaurant. Um, It was a half a mile where she ended up crashing her car later in the night. She appeared tipsy. This is what they were told while hanging at the bar the entire time, but it's unclear exactly what she was sipping on. As one witness put it, she was loud and boisterous throughout the night with her arms flailing in the air, which is really just like Shannon, right? We know that about Shannon, not... Not just the tipsy part, but Shannon's Shannon, right? She's not like a quiet, she's not a quiet woman, right? None of them are. Um, A fan even snapped a pic with a reality star as the night went on. The picture's on TMZ. We're told, this is TMZ, that Shannon was overheard at one point complaining about former housewife star Alexis Bellino. You guys remember Alexis. They called her Jesus Jugs. Alexis was um, married to Jim Bellino, who had that lawsuit with Heather McDonald, if you're trying to like piece things together, right? If you're trying to piece things together. And um, Alexis, who was also in the restaurant, but apparently and allegedly Shannon was talking about 
Alexis with real animosity. Alexis then told TMZ, when my girlfriends and I arrived for a fun night out together, it was soon brought to my attention that Shannon was also at the same restaurant. We did not interact that night, but it greatly saddens me to learn that she may harbor negative feelings or resentment towards me. I was not involved in Jim Bellino's, that's her ex-husband's, lawsuit against Shannon from one single mother to another. I wish Shannon nothing but the best, as I know she is facing trying times ahead. So yes, TMZ is bringing this up. In case you didn't know, Alexis is referring to her ex-husband, Jim, who filed a million-dollar defamation lawsuit against Shannon and Tamara Judge, claiming they talk smack about his business. It says on a podcast, we know that's juicy scoop. Okay, we know that's juicy scoop. So if we are supposed to, if, if we're trying to piece things together that happened this night without knowing exactly my guess is she ended up going to A's restaurant. She told Jeff Lewis, I'm going to stay home. That's what Jeff Lewis said. She ended up going out to A's restaurant. She ended up having some drinks there. This is what TMZ is saying. Then, you know, between that and having Archie, her dog in the car and driving, I'm going to assume. My guess, if I were a private detective with a candlestick in the library, my guess is what happened was she ended up taking either Archie, her dog was already at her boyfriend, John Jansen's house, her on and off again boyfriend, or she went home to get Archie after dinner, went to John's house, assuming maybe she was going to spend the night or whatever. That kind of makes more sense to me, right? And then when she was at Arch, uh, John's house, a fight occurred because remember we heard yelling. And then she took Archie home. And that's when the accident occurred. That's what I would piece together. Archie was not at A's with her. Archie's was not at the restaurant. She went to the restaurant at night. He was not in her, in the car, in a hot car from, I don't believe that that's the case. I really don't. Um, the restaurant is like an indoor restaurant. It's not like you're sitting out in the patio and Archie's a big dog. So you're not going to just like bring a golden retriever into a bar. And, and I believe A's restaurant is like a decent restaurant, right? Um, that's my guess from what happened. A lot of you guys have come up with some sort of a theory that she forgot her phone at the restaurant. I don't know where you guys are seeing this. I have not seen that anywhere. I have not seen that anywhere. I feel so, so badly for that dog. Listen, my dog is highly anxious. Shocker. He lives in my house, like a family of anxiety. But I have a feeling that, you know, dogs pick up on things. And anyone out there that's a dog lover, a dog trainer, a dog, anyone, you know this, dogs pick up on things. And when I am getting mad with my kids or when my kids are fighting with each other or when they're acting up and acting wild, they're two boys, or, you know, if there's any yelling in the house, which like, admittedly there is, I have an eight and 10 year old. Um, I would say that, um, I would say that she and her, she, this, this dog feels the, the anxiety. My dog feels it. My dog sometimes like if me, if I'm yelling at my son to like, get your shoes on, which by the way, like, are you even a mom? If you don't yell that multiple times to your kids, what's up with the shoes? Okay, so I I would imagine that, you know, Murphy, my dog, like, hides. Like, he gets anxious or he, like, gets really panty. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no. 
no comment on him getting panty. It's a horrible word. I would imagine Archie felt the anxiety of the fights. He's not probably, this is not the first time we've all heard about the fights. And then to drive home. So someone, I guess, is out there saying that she forgot her phone, but how? No one has said that in any official story. I have not seen that in any official story. So I'm curious where this phone forgetting thing came from. Um, Okay. Oh my gosh, I had a Bosco cat. Okay, we're going to keep moving on. Um, We don't know. Yesterday on Daily Mail, it was announced from an inside source that um, she had checked herself into rehab. Until it's confirmed by her people, by her attorney, by her spokespeople, by Bravo, whatever, I'm going to say I don't believe it. I'm not saying that she won't. I'm not saying that she shouldn't. I'm not saying that she doesn't want to. I'm just going to say you can't believe just inside sources like this phone story. I don't know who has – I mean, you guys are telling me who's come up with that phone story, but it's not official anywhere unless she was in the – you know, the situation. So don't believe everything you hear on these things, you guys. Um, But I don't – I wouldn't – be so sure. I think she probably will come to her senses and decide that she needs to publicly take accountability and, um, you know, hopefully get treatment. I feel for her daughters. All right, let's move on. Um, Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson, Scientologist extraordinaire. You guys know I'm no longer scared of talking about Danny Masterson and Scientology because I had my Scientology, my ex-Scientology crush, Aaron Smith, 11, I'll call him ASL. You guys call him Aaron from growing up in Scientology. My, my BF, has anyone told him yet? At some point, it's going to get weird. Like I can do this joke until it gets weird. Um, but I told, I told, um, I listened to Aaron yesterday and he, and he had a post all about this. So yesterday after 30 years or, um, Actually, let me get the exact, not 30 years. That's how long he's going to be in prison. Oh my God, that was such a mistake. I'm sorry about that, you guys. Danny Masterson is sentenced to 30 years in prison. We know this, 30 years to life. He has had this wife for nearly 12 years. Her name is Bijou Phillips. Bijou Phillips is a former actress. She's also very, very related to um, a crazy, she has a crazy family history. I am doing a Bijou Phillips deep dive on my Patreon later today. I will get more deep into her because the stories I've heard are bananas wackadoodle time. I've also heard some positives, but mostly crazy stories. And I'm happy to talk about that. But she comes from a very long line of, you know, a real toxic childhood. Lots of stuff going on there. But Danny Masterson, she stood by Danny Masterson, her husband, for for this entire time. This is like years of you know, court cases, trials, um, convictions, sentencing, multiple trials. And she has been standing by him. And she even said, you know, she wrote a letter of support to the judge, just like Ashton Amila, saying how amazing he is and how wonderful he is, what a great daddy is, how even while he's in jail, he's been calling every single day and, and helping his daughter with homework, which is kind of interesting. Um, because I don't believe that like every prisoner gets that ability, but okay. Um, Yes, her parents, someone said, weren't her parents famous? Her dad was in the mamas and the papas. I'm going to, I have all my notes written down, so I don't want to say anything wrong here, but we'll talk about this later. But, um, but anyway, Bijou finally 
you know, was it was revealed that Danny Masterson isn't getting out of jail anytime soon. He, he has not even appealed yet, but right now we've got 30 years to life. This is like goodbye, Danny Masterson. Meaning if he gets out in 30 years, he's going to be 77 years old. Okay. Yes. He's 47. This happened last week, beginning of last week. I want to say I could be wrong. Maybe the week before, like on Thursday of the week before. So I think it maybe almost two weeks ago, this happened. She yesterday filed for divorce, filed for divorce after 12 years of marriage and requested to terminate the court's ability to grant support to Masterson. Obviously he doesn't need child support. I mean, alimony or anything considering, you know, he's in jail. They share a nine-year-old daughter, Fianna, Fianna, F-I-A-N-N-A, according to docs obtained by people. She requested that she was granted full legal and custody Um, Full legal and physical custody of Fianna while Masterson be given visitation rights. Trying to figure that one out. I guess in jail. Poor girl. Like literally poor daughter. She's also asked that their assets be divided up by the court as separate property with no indication in the papers that the exes had a prenup in place. Okay. So of course, the first person that's the first thing you think when you see this is like, oh my God, she's moving on. She's trying to live her happy life. Why is she going to wait around for him to come out of jail and this and this and that? But I think it goes deeper than that. According to A.A. Ron, um, he said that he's not surprised this is happening. He's just surprised it's happening so fast. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that people are saying. A lot of people believe this is all a financial ploy, meaning there's a, a – civil trial that's going to be coming up and they're going to be going after Danny Masterson for his money. And so what they believe, what people are believing is that she is protecting herself and her daughter by removing herself from the equation, basically taking half of the money so that that can't be touched. I am no longer married to him. This is now my property. That does make sense. That makes the most sense to me. Other people have some sort of theory that because now he's in prison, he is, you know, no longer a practicing Scientologist. Maybe he's now a suppressive person, which is what they call former Scientologists. Um, I heard from some inside sources that he wanted to get out of Scientology but couldn't uh, for a lot of reasons. People are saying that Scientology, you know, would now be basically looking at him as a suppressive person, like remove yourself from the situation. Do I think that Scientology had something to do with this? Most likely. Do I think Scientology has everything to do with like who they are and what they do and their day-to-day decisions? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm going to go as far to say that I believe Scientology rules the roost over there. Like Scientology is in charge with their life and their situations. Um, It's an active part in their lives. And all I know is that insiders, I have an insider that knows the family very well and was shocked by this news, was shocked. Does Bijou, Bijou even have a job? No, I don't believe Bijou is working. She has not been working for a long time. Apparently she has some um, health issues. I'm going to get into that later in on my Patreon. It, it, I'll tell you one thing. From what I've heard, from what I've seen, it is a toxic, toxic situation. I don't believe that he and her, maybe they were in love. I don't believe either are healthy in many ways. I'm not scared to say it anymore. I'm not. I'm really not. Are you guys scared? (laughs) Should I be? Should I be scared? I'm really not. I mean, he's in jail. What's going to happen to me? 
No, the Scientologists, you know, you have to be a little bit scared. But like I said, I spoke very, very clearly about Scientology and I got not one bad message. In fact, I got a lot of positive message messages from former Scientologists and from people that are just interested in the story that they were grateful that I was exposing um, and doing something that felt, you know, kind of scary and brave. So I'm not that brave. I'm scared of roller coasters, but I'll talk Scientology until the cows come home. You know what else I'll talk about? And I'm just going to give you a little hint. And those of you that know, you know, anti-Semitism. So we are right now in a week of, we're in a very important week in Judaism. Okay. We're between Rosh Hashanah, which is happy new year, the, the Jewish new year and Yom Kippur. There are 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. You guys are going to get a kick out of what I'm about to tell you. I was at my Rosh Hashanah dinner with my family last Friday night. Lance, my husband, who is not Jewish, y'all, not Jewish. He opens his mouth and he goes, I want to say something that I learned. I learned something about why there's 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. For 10 days, you're supposed to do everything you can to be on your best behavior to act as well as you can, to be a good human being, to say sorry for all of the sins that you've, um, you know, been a part of, to apologize to those that you have hurt, to be a good friend, a good family member and all that. You have 10 days to basically, this is in the Jewish religion, to basically ask God for, you know, forgiveness as you go into the day of atonement, which is Yom Kippur. That's the day that you fast. I said, Lance, how the hell did you know about this? Like, I didn't even know really that whole thing. Guys, he said, Mauricio Umansky taught me today. <laughs> I died. I said, what? He said, yep. On the set of Dancing with the Stars, we were there. And Mauricio was telling us about, you know, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And someone asked him about it. And he went into a whole story about it. And I thought it was beautiful. And I want to share it with you guys at dinner. I said, you know what? I am team Mauricio. Absolutely. <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, anti-Semitism. It is a big thing. It's a real thing. It, it doesn't go away. But it takes people like us to speak up about it. There was a comment that was made on a Facebook group that went kind of in wildfire, it went all over the the my Facebook groups that I'm part of, including someone posting it in mine um, as a screenshot from this other group. And it was saying, someone was calling Aaron Litchie, Litchie Litchie from Real Houses of New York, a Jewish princess. Okay. Those of you that don't know, I'll just tell you this. A Jewish princess is, the word that people say is like, she's a Jap. That's a Jewish American princess. It's like a known thing, okay? Jewish princess is not a positive thing. It is a, a it's perpetuating a Jewish stereotype. It is an anti-Semitic comment, and it's not appropriate to use. If if you're going to use it, you best be Jewish. Okay. Like. I don't use it, but if I used it to like describe my best friend, if she was acting like one, I don't think she would be so offended because I'm Jewish and she's Jewish. You know what I'm talking about? There's certain things in certain kinds of um, cultures and races that like is okay for you, but not okay for anyone else. We all know. That's all I'm going to say about that. If you guys want to do some more digging, I'm sure you can find it.
Okay, we're going to continue. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, last night, I have to tell you really fast, you guys, Mary Mary Cosby needs to get Housewife of the Year Award. You know, move Vicki Gumbelson out of there. Give her the Wifetime of the Year. <laughs> the Wifetime of the, of the Year Award. I just love the fact that either A, she has no idea what she's talking about. B, she's trying to be funny. C, she has no filter, no social, like, cues. Her faces, her eyes, her looks, her comments are so damn funny. She could really be a comedian. You know what? Honestly, stand-up comedy. Mary, forget running your church. You need to be in stand-up comedy. This episode, she's so funny. She talks about a bird. She's talking about the fact that she had a bird that was so annoying because all it did was not obey and made her stare at it. It, She said it was a flying cat. The way I laughed, because (laughs) bird… I just love it. I love her. I find her so, so funny. Do I think that she's like necessarily the most sane person or healthy? Absolutely not. Do I want her on my screen? Yes, please. Yes, please. Salt Lake City is proving to be good. We've got Meredith, who was drunk as a skunk at this dinner, trying to act like she had her shit together, was falling apart at Angie across the table. This was the moment where she said, you can leave. I mean, it was days of our lives. Like Lisa Rinna, like would only, right? Lisa Rinna would never. <laughs> it was so, so good. Um, And then she started to cry and fall apart. And she had 14 different accents. uh, Meredith wanted Angie removed from this dinner. And she went up to this sweet, like young, cool guy that was like working at the restaurant as the waiter at at this Palm Springs restaurant. (laughs) And she was like, excuse me. And she has this like a British accent. Uh, I need her removed from my table. I am hosting this dinner and I need her removed from this table. And he's like, um, I'll see what I can do. Meanwhile, Heather Gay, she made it her life's mission to drink every single espresso martini in the land of Palm Springs. She was falling over drunk to the point where we had to actually watch her vomit later in the night. No, thanks. (laughs) No, thanks, Heather. Don't want to see that. Oh, and I'm like, Whitney, if someone's vomiting, if someone's vomiting near me, unless it's my kid, which is bad enough, but like with your kid, you kind of have to deal with it. But if someone's vomiting by me, I'm like, peace. I mean, I have been the friend that has held the the hair back, but anyone else, I'm like running away. I was dying. It, It looked like she was peeing herself. I think she was throwing up. I don't know what was happening. Heather Gay was on another level, but this was the best part. She's in the limo. Her head is down, right? She's got her hat covering. She looks like, you know that feeling, right? Knees on head. Like, I'm sorry, elbows on knees, hands on head, looking down. You can tell she's probably got the spins. She has no idea what's happening. And then meanwhile, Whitney and Mary are going at it, right? Whitney is like, Mary, I don't like, Mary, I don't like what you're talking about. I don't like what you're saying. Mary, you don't even know. And Mary's like, you're fake, Whitney. You're fake. You called me a pornography. <laughs> and Whitney's like, what? What? Uh, no, I didn't. And Mary's like, yes, you did, Whitney. Yes, you did. And Whitney goes, I didn't say you do porn. What did I say? I don't even know. And w- um, Mary goes, what did she say? No one knows. And out of nowhere, Heather Gay lifts her head looking like like hot mess express. Predator. Head back down. I mean, it was genius. 
she can't function. She doesn't even know how to stand up, but she remembers that she called her a predator. That is prime housewife material. This was a great episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Very much, very much a fan. And I really, really like, um, is it Mary? No, not Mary. Um, guys, help me. Um, the new girl. Um, someone help me. The new girl that was talking about the Louis Vuitton that made me cry last week. Monica, I knew it was an M. I love Monica. I really do. I like how she speaks her mind. Her boobs are huge. I did notice that in one of her interviews, which is not a bad thing. Really isn't. She's just beautiful. She speaks her mind. I love the fact that she's, you know, more of a relatable queen. When she says, I don't wear $60,000 rings, I wear $100 rings. I'm more in the $50 category, but I really like Monica. It's a great, great season. I'm excited. It's going real well. You guys, reminding you again, I do have my Patreon episode that will come out later today if you guys want to deep dive a little bit more about what I'm hearing about the Shannon Bedore, about um, Danny Masterson and all of that fun stuff. We'll talk about a couple other things going on a little bit later. And I so appreciate all the positive comments that you leave. I really try to read all of this, uh, the comments over here on YouTube. And um, I try to respond to as many as possible. And remember, go over to the podcast app and give me a five-star review. Let's get that up. That's what my new merch is going to say. Daily Dose of Donna. Let's get it up. Signing off. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Bye, dosers.